Now, I'm not preaching on this. I just want to throw this out at you, and I want to ask you a question. What does your summer look like spiritually? Now, I'm not preaching on that. That's not even what I'm talking about. I just had that in my heart this morning. Uh, What does your summer look like spiritually? And whether your summer is strong or whether it's weak, it's totally up to you. So I just wanted to throw that out at you this morning. We're going to look this morning in Psalms. I'm going to go to the book of Psalms, the book chapter 8 of Psalms, and I'm going to read that to you, and then I want to unpack it for you. I love Psalms, and this is one of the most powerful uh, little chapters in the book of Psalms. And so what I want to do, it's only nine verses. And so what I'd like to do is I just want to read the chapter to you, and then I want to go back, and I'm going to show you some amazing things. So let me, let me go ahead and just jump in. This is Psalms 8, verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We who have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, What is man that you are mindful of him? David is asking that question. God, why do you even think about man? Then the son of man that you would visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor. You've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. They pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. An interesting little note is the first verse and the last verse are the same. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Two things are happening in this book, this chapter, that I want to show you. It's talking about the glory and the power and the majesty of God and who God is as creator, as Lord, as God, and that he is God Almighty. Then it talks about how God stooped down and played in the dirt and made man. And that man, the Bible says, we came from dust. We were created out of dirt. We were created out of mud, basically. And the Bible says that we came from dust and that we'll go back to dust until resurrection morning. So he contrasts the power and the majesty of God then with, if you will, the smallness of the creation of man. Now, I want to be real clear. This is not about me talking about this morning that you're little and that you don't matter. That's not the heart of God. That's not the heart of the gospel. But there's a comparison going on. And the comparison is, is you are the created. He is the creator. He is the potter, and you and I are the clay. And that he is the father, and we are his children. And that we didn't create anything, he created everything. And that the life on the inside of you is from God Almighty. 
He breathed, the Bible says in Genesis, he breathed the breath of life into Adam and he became a living being. The very same thing happened to you. Now, you weren't created like Adam was, but you have had the breath of God breathed onto the inside of you. It's not your life in the sense that you made it happen or you created it. And so that's what I want to show you this morning. So let me go back to Psalms 8, verse 1, and he talks about the power of God. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent or mighty is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Now, the word glory right there in Hebrew means imposing grandeur. Now, let me give you an example. Have you ever been in nature before and you were inspired by the beauty of nature? Maybe you were in the desert. Maybe you were in the mountains. Maybe you were on the side of a river. Maybe you were even at a man-made lake. But have you ever been anywhere where you were inspired by nature? And you stood there, and you know, maybe you stood and looked at the ocean for the very first time. I can remember the very first time I went to Padre Island, and, saw, and I know that's not the ocean. It's the Gulf of Mexico. But, but you were maybe inspired. You were taken back. You were awed by it. Okay, when I was a kid, you know, we would always go to Red River, New Mexico for vacation with my parents. And I grew up in the generation where my parents never came to me and said, hey, where would you like to go for vacation? Yeah, yeah, they never did do that. My dad told me, you don't work, you don't have a vacation. Okay, I work and I have a vacation and you get to go with me on my vacation. Thank God he let me go, amen? Well, every time we would go to the mountains, you know what my dad would always say? He would always say, anytime I'm in the mountains, I feel closer to God. I feel closer to God. Now, I can tell you honestly, as a young man, I did not really understand what he was saying, but I completely understand now what he's saying, and I bet most of you in here understand. When he looked at the beauty of nature, when he looked and wondered at the beauty of nature, what is that word? It says that God has set his glory above the heavens. It's imposing grandeur that he thought, man, I serve a mighty God. You serve a mighty God also. Verse two, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. Another translation says sucklings. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, the first verse is talking about the grandeur, the glory, the power, the majesty of your God. The second verse is talking about babies. Out of babies and sucklings or nursing infants. The reference there is to you and I. Now, I know you're not a baby this morning, but in comparison to God, we are his children. Okay, now I have five granddaughters and I have one on the way. And you know, when your children were growing up or even your grandchildren that you're around, you know, as they go from birth and they start getting older, you know, and they'll take their first step and how excited we are. And, and you know, they'll do something they haven't done before. And, and you know, we're all excited that when, they, when they're growing and they're taking steps and they're doing new things, and you know, they can drink out of a cup without a lid and not pour it down the front of their shirt. And, you know, simple little things. But we're always excited when we do that. But here's what we know. We know in our heart that they are totally, completely dependent upon us. Now, as they get older, what do they do? They start getting independent. 
as they get older. You know, hey, can I help you put your shoes on? No, I do it. And if you're in a hurry, you know how frustrating that is. And you're like, let me just put the shoes on, right? And, and they start growing and they want to eat themselves. And the things that you did for them, they want to begin to move out and do for themselves. But even as they do that, even I'm talking one, two, three, four years old, even as they do that, you and I know we're responsible for their safety. We're responsible for their well-being. We're responsible to take care of them. They are still completely dependent on us. You and I are the very same way with God. There is not a moment in your life, not a second in your life, not one heartbeat to the next in your life that you are not totally and completely dependent upon God. See, you think sometimes, and I think it, Hey, I'm making my own way. Hey, I'm doing my own thing. Hey, I'm, I'm doing okay. Hey, I'm making it. But you are never, ever independent from God. Never. Not for one moment. You are totally, listen, Arlie does not understand that she's dependent on the adults in her life. She does not understand she's dependent on her parents. She doesn't quite understand that yet. Sometimes I think we're the very same way. We're the very same way, you know, and then, you know, this, even this morning, they're out there on the indoor playground. It's called the railing to, on the stairs, right? Yeah, 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 that's been the indoor playground for generations, amen? Amen, yeah, my kids played on it, now their kids play on it, and weren't we smart to put that in? I mean, you know, somebody's like, we need an indoor playground. We have one, Amen. Uh, you know, Vicky and I in the backyard had a swing, and the swing broke, and we put the frame. We didn't want to throw it away, so we stuck it in the flower bed, and our grandkids come over, and that's where they go, and that's what they play on, and we were laughing about it yesterday that if we spent $5,000 on a swing set, they would still go over and play on that bar that, that's really a piece of trash in the flower bed, and that's where they congregate. Okay, even this morning, they're out there swinging on those little bars, and you know what they say? Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Okay, watch me, right? Look at me. Watch at me. Look, I can put one leg over this railing. Watch me. We're the very same way with God. Okay, you do something, and, and, and we're like, and, and we're, I'm, not, I'm not trying to demean you, but it's like, oh, Daddy, look what I did. Look what I did. And God smiles, and I believe he's happy, but you got to understand you're utterly and totally dependent upon him. And that's what he's talking about in this verse. Let me read it to you. He says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. That word strength there in part of the original language is the word praise. Let me read it to you that way. Out of the mouth of babies, out of the mouth of nursing infants, out of our mouths, you have ordained praise. You have ordained strength. Listen, one of the most powerful things you can do in your walk with God is to praise him, to be thankful, to be a praiser. Listen to the next sentence. Because of your enemies, you have enemies. You have enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Can I tell you something? The kingdom of darkness hates worship of God. 
The kingdom of darkness hates it when you put on worship music in your car. They hate it when you play it in your home. They hate it when you come into the house of God and we have a great band playing worship and praise and you sing the words on the screen and you enter in and you begin to worship your Father God. When you do that, the devil hates it. Listen, nothing stops the enemy. Listen to this right here in the Scripture. Because of your enemies, the enemy is silence. The avenger is silence. How does that happen? Through praise. All right, now let's talk a minute about praise. One of the things we do here at Tulia Christian Fellowship is we raise our hands, and I could teach a whole series on that, but you think about just for a minute, you know, you raise your hands to worship God, and I know sometimes that maybe for some of you that can feel uncomfortable, but let's go back and think about my grandchildren for a minute. When the young ones come up to me, you know what they do? They hold their hands up. Jackson did it this morning. Arlie did it this morning. They, and what's the signal? The signal is pick me up. The signal is hold me. The signal is embrace me. And as they get older, they'll say, hold you, hold you. Because we always say, you want me to hold you. So they say, hold you. And, so, and we know, think about how quickly that time goes by. From when they're big, you're able to pick them up to when you're not able to pick them up anymore. But when they get close to us, they put their hands up. Listen to me. Because they want their parent, they want the adult to pick them up and embrace them. It's the same way with your father. See, when you raise your hands and you say, Daddy, I need you. Man, Daddy, I need you. Would you pick me up? The enemy is stilled and the avenger is stopped. Can I encourage you this morning? Be a worshiper, not just in church. Put on some good music in your car. Put on some good music in your home. It drives out darkness. Listen, if you struggle with thoughts and you worry and you have fears and, you, and you're thinking maybe about the future and you, know, you worry about things that you hear and that you see, one of the antidotes to that is praise. And it says that babies can do it. Infants can do it. Even though we're weak, even though in God's eyes, we're made out of mud, <clears throat> when you worship God, it stops the enemy in your life. It stops him from attacking your mind. I heard an old Bible school teacher say one time, you cannot stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. What is that talking about? The things we let in our mind. You know, thoughts go through. They All of us have that. All of us have thoughts that go through our minds. We all do. But what are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? What do you allow in your mind that brings worry or that brings fear or that brings apprehension? Are you worried about your health? Are you worried about your kids? Are you worried about your future? Are you worried about school? You wor are you wor what are you worried about? Praise gets rid of that. Out of the mouth of babes, and nursing infants, you've ordained strength. You've ordained praise because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Verse 3, <clears throat> excuse me. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. Stop right there. The Bible says that God measured the universe with the span of his hand. A span is from your index finger to your thumb. God used that measurement to create the universe. And it says right here in this scripture 
that when I look up into the sky, when I consider the heavens, when I consider that the heavens are the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, you've ordained them. Now, the word ordained there talks about to be able to stand up. In other words, God created it and it stays in place. You know what it says in Colossians? That all things are upheld by the word of Jesus Christ. All things are upheld by the word of Jesus Christ. The moon and the stars stay in place. The universe stays in place because of God's grace and God's power. Let me keep reading verse four. What is man that you are mindful of him? David's asking the question, why would you even give us a second thought? What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you would visit him. Now God did two things. God created the universe and he gave the authority of it to his children, to man. Then when that was lost, he sent another man, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, who got it back, who redeemed us, and then that authority's been delegated back to us. Even though we're weak, even though we're frail, even though we're broken, God has given us authority in his kingdom. Listen to the next verse. It says, you've made him a little lower than the angels, and you've crowned him with glory and honor. Talking about man. Now, I want to show you something amazing. Verse 5 says that you've made him a little lower than the angels. The word angel there is Elohim in the Hebrew. Elohim. And it's plural for God. And there's reference that it references the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But it's a reference to God, not to angels. Don't miss this. The Bible says you and I have been made a little lower than the angels. But the actual translation says that you and I have been made a little lower than God. Now listen, you and I are going to spend eternity with God the Father. We are his redeemed sons and daughters. And he created you a little lower than him. And he's going to fellowship with you and I for all of eternity. Now, compared to him, are we weak? Absolutely. Compared to him, do we not know what's coming next? Absolutely. But you've still been created in his image. You've been created with his glory. You've been created with his life. And you're going to be able to walk with him and talk with him on his level because he created you a little lower than him. Isn't that amazing? We kind of think a lot less of ourselves, don't we? Yeah, let me keep reading. Let me keep going. Listen to what it says. He says that you've crowned him with glory and honor. The word glory means splendor. The word honor means to receive. Let me keep reading. You've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Now, he did that in the Garden of Eden, and we lost it, of course, but he's given it back through Jesus Christ. You've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. Verse 9, the last verse, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Excuse me. Here's what I'd like to leave you with this morning. I want to stir up in your heart that you recognize that you are dependent upon God. 
in every area of your life. Just like a child is dependent upon a mother, you would be dependent upon God. And that you wouldn't fall into the trap of thinking that you don't need God or I've done this, I'm okay, I, you know, I'm making this happen, whatever. And I'm not accusing you of that. I just want to encourage you. Thank you, God, for the gift of today. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my business. Thank you for all you've done in my life. Thank you. You are good. You are kind. Just like Greg said this morning in worship, you are good. You are kind. You are strong. You are at work in my life. What does the song say that we sing? Even when I don't see it, you're working. Right? Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And that you would step out of independence into a place of dependence. Hey, God, thank you for what you're doing in my life. Now, what are we doing? We're praising God. We're being thankful, and we're stopping the enemy. We're stopping the lies. God is powerful and almighty, amen? amen. And he created you, and he loves you, even though you're made out of a mud pie. Amen? Amen. That's exactly what we are. We're mud pies, and we're going to go back to dirt but we're going to be raised and we're going to have glorified, resurrected bodies and we're going to spend eternity with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Y'all stand up and let me pray for you. <clears throat> Father God, thank you this morning. Father, I'm thankful that I want to recognize that I'm totally and completely dependent upon you. God, I know a step into independence is a step away from you. And God, I don't want to step away. I want to step toward. Father, we surrender our lives. We surrender our thoughts, our past, our present, our future. Hey, would you just take a moment? We're, we're doing good on time. Would you just take a moment right where you're standing and just do a little bit of inventory in your heart? Have you been living your life where you're dependent upon God? Have you been trusting him in your life? Have you been recognizing in your life, God, every good thing in my life came from you. I didn't do any of it. Father, from moment to moment, I depend upon you. Total and complete dependence. Father, I pray for every person here this morning that our hearts are turned toward you that we don't live independent lives, but we live dependent lives on the living God. Father, thank you for your grandeur, your majesty, your power, and that you're our Father, and that you've created us. You've given us the ability to praise. I'm thankful for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord.